Hello and welcome to another edition of the UK Cowboys podcast for the First and Ten Network. Um, as always, we will be going over last week's game, next week's game and having a bit of banter. I'm joined by Billy and Robert as always. How are we doing, lads? All right? We're all good. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> as Anyone who's listened to the podcast for knows when Robert yells that, it means that we had a win. <laughs> uh, against the Lions, um, didn't beat them by as many points as we were predicting. Uh, the Lions did turn up a little bit, um, but we, we got the much-deserved win. <sighs> what are we saying, guys? Uh, let's start with Robert on this one. What are you thinking, mate? The, the man, this game was unbelievable to watch because... I was never comfortable with where we were. So I was always on pins and needles the whole game. Dak was on fire. I mean, this, I think, is his fourth career 400-yard passing game. And I yeah, think, four, four, I mean, he, he is just killing it. And uh, I believe, you know, he had three touchdowns, I think, overall, just by passing. And then Zeke, Zeke actually came to play a little bit, it looked like. And then uh, Pollard played as well. So everybody showed up, especially Michael Gallup. And, uh, I mean, his unbelievable acrobatic catch where he turned, came down, caught the ball. Oh, my gosh. So I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with the song All the Way Turned Up, but we can just say All the Way Gal Upped. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, And then the other thing, if you guys are familiar with uh, Bad and Boozy, this way. Which way? Dak way. I mean, Dak leading <laughs> the team. Well, we straight on the hip-hop references. I'll be honest. All I heard then was blah, 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 Trap music. Trap music. Trap music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're right, yeah, it, though, was, mate. It, it, it was awesome. Deke's little moment when he scored the touchdown and did the Dak dance as well. That was fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It was a good absolutely. little Dak dance. I did like the fact that Gallup showed up and he showed up like he was a number one receiver. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't sort of the Gallup that we we saw coming off the injury. It was the it was the Gallup that we saw pre injury plus he, he was he was pretty much the the go to guy because Cooper was on and off the field with with uh, with issues uh, and to get uh, Gallup finished with 148 yards uh, didn't score a touchdown but um, but yeah God getting them get, getting him going and Cobb going Cobb was 115 yards and a touchdown yep and he cut he had two big catches too and then Blake Jarwin kept that. Shut down the game at the end of the game. He got that needed first down to close out the clock. And yeah, I, I, I've got to say, actually, Jarwin's somebody we haven't really mentioned this season. Um, obviously, we all love Witten, Witten's a hero, but so far this season, Jarwin is, is being a fantastic tight end. He's blocking well, he's catching well, he's catching where we need him. I'm not saying that I think he's you know going to be easy, easily stepping into Witten's old secure position. But it's nice to look, have a tight end that's actually that seems pretty pretty confident. Other than uh, other than Witten. he always seems to be good after the catch. He seems to seem to you hear his no, name a lot because he's like only caught the ball twice, but he's done it for like twenty plus yards each time, and and he just seems to to sort of play a vital role late in a game uh, when when you need it most. When, cause yeah, he, well, he's, he, had, he's had a few touchdowns as well this season, hasn't he? He's had about four, I think. I know he's had three. I think he's had three. I know two for certain. Two are the first two games. One in each yeah, game, no. I remember he, that. He, so he had, three touchdowns. Is it three? Right, three I was touchdowns. one over. 235 yards in total. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. he's, he's also the, the, um, the, the player in the NFL who most sounds like a Star Wars character. <laughs> oh yeah, he really does. Blake Jarwin. Oh yeah, but like, yeah, Blake Jarwin. Yeah, but like, kind of. Hang on though, what kind of Star Wars character we go? We said what we said, bounty hunter. 
It'd be something along those lines, wouldn't it? He would be he would be the bounty hunter who still has a heart and joins the rebellion. Well, he's definitely not Jabba the Hutt, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Guys, there's no need to bring up my ex-girlfriend, do I? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and if any of my exes are listening, I wasn't talking about you, it was one of the others. <laughs> Another thing I think we should talk about is uh, a little bit bad is we made uh, Driscoll look like an MVP quarterback. Like, he, we couldn't stop him. He did look that was kind of embarrassing. good, didn't he? He did look good. He did look good. To be, to be honest, though, I don't know if you watched him last week, but last week he looked good, too. I can't remember who they were playing. They lost the game in the end, but he was trying all the way through it, and he didn't look bad. For a backup, he's looked a lot better than some of the people we've seen this season. Yeah, he definitely has. He definitely has. He finished... All right, he only had 209 yards, um, but he finished with two touchdowns, but he got 51 yards rushing, which was... Mm. which is So he sort of... Two and a half, two, two, um, two hundred and sixty yards in total, which isn't bad for a backup. No. Well, then their running back had a number on us too, just off the practice squad. Like that was pretty shitty. That like our defense didn't come to play. It looked like I mean they stepped up in the big when we really needed it, but to allow them to score twenty-seven points. I mean I know Zeke had the fumble at the beginning of the game in the pretty much you know in our territory and set them up for a nice head start. But, uh, I mean, I, I feel our defense is on a downward slope, man. I just, it's not what it was last year. And I feel like they have like these games, like against the Eagles where they're just on point across the board. And then they just completely don't show up. No, the, the thing is with our defense is, and often is we t- show up when we think we really need to show up. When we don't think we need to show up, we, we hang back a little bit. They're good in uh, the big spots, but they, they yeah. tend to, to leave the game open too often. Um, uh, they'll turn up against the Pats. They will turn up against the Pats. Do not expect the same display that we had against the Lions. Against the Lions, they were like, Stafford's not there. Do you know what I mean? Like, we'll get through this. Dak's throwing on point. It'll be all right. And to be fair, they weren't wrong. But um, it'll be a different display against the Pats, for sure. Lael Collins came back. I mean, he didn't come back, but I don't think he's... uh, It's not a significant injury. I think that uh, he'll be playing against the Patriots. And I was thinking... I was thinking, you know what Amari Cooper was doing? He was probably checking himself out on his ESPN app to tell me a fantasy point score he was going against uh, Gallup and seeing who was winning at more points. He he's either doing that or he's probably either doing that or shopping on Neiman Marcus looking for a new chain or something. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, uh, he, yeah, he wasn't great. There is something up with Amari Cooper. And I think there's been something up with Amari Cooper all season. But one of the good things about last night was – When Cooper, we've said this before, Cooper is just almost unmarkable. You can't, you can't cover him. Yeah. And at times when Cooper's not been there, we've not, we've struggled, and that's what happened with the Saints, and that's what happened with Green Bay. This time, Cooper wasn't there, but Gallup was back up to speed, and Gallup became, and, and and Cobb as well stepped up. I have a few issues with Cobb. I'm one of these people that don't forgive those moments when the ball bounces out of his hands. Um, and I'm starting to get back into the Cobb swing of things. But Gallup, Gallup stepping up and Cobb stepping up meant that it, Cooper can disappear. You know, let's yeah. we're, we're going to go to pay, to Patriots next week, and we're going to get we're going to get covered. They've they've got they've got star covers, but you can't shut them all out. No, that's the thing though. It, it, as long as we we're staying healthy. And these guys are playing like how they can play. Um, it, that, that's what we want. We've got Cooper. We've got Gallup. We've got Cobb turning up. We've even got backups in Austin. And uh, may I say, obviously, as well as Jarwin and Witten, but may I just say special, special shout out to Pollard. Because what a difference. If you look at the Vikings game, when we weren't utilising Pollard and we were just focusing on throwing game and just running with Zeke. And as soon as we switched it up, we brought in a second running back 
Zeke's still getting the yards. He's actually getting more yards because there's more chance for him because people find it harder to predict. Pollard's getting the yards. And we're throwing. It just made such a difference. Having those two running backs, it it really made a difference. It was um, And Pollard is... He had a little bit of a slow start, but now it's more we're using him, the more he's improving. And um, the thing with over the years is we regularly have backup running backs to Zeke, but they regularly change. And I think with Pollard, we've got a young and upcoming star who might stay here for a little bit. Obviously, if you know, depending on the future, he might go on somewhere else. But if we can keep him for a couple of seasons and keep him running how he's doing with his support of Zeke, I think we've got a real winning combination here. And I, 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 I yeah. I agree with you, and I think the stat is if uh, Pollard gets the ball 12 snaps or six snaps or 12 snaps, it's one of those two numbers, and uh, if somebody wants to Google that quick, it's one or the other, but every game that he's got six or 12 touches, we've won all those games. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure that you can use that as a statistic as to why we've won. (laughs) <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, no, no. that's like someone telling them just to use Brett Maher and a cat all the game, all, all game. <laughs> <laughs> so so what we've now what we've now reduced it to is at the start of the game tell, Pollard runs six times Brett Maher and a cat come on kick a field goal and that's us winning it that's <laughs> how we win yeah that is how we win I like I, I, cool. I like I like the stats like that but um yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't call it on that. What well, I will say, Pollard is a good change of pace back. Bring him on twelve times. Don't bring him on too often. Just use. Well, if, we do it, if we do it, if we do it eleven, he's no good. <laughs> <laughs> We're sixty-three down to the Patriots. Yeah, but Pollard's going to have one more carry. That brings us to twelve. We're going to win this. <laughs> I yeah, he's, he's, he's as a change of pace back. I like him, but I, see, think, I think I think I think the point does stand though, Bill. I'm gonna have to slightly disagree with this because the point is that they've always focused on Zeke, and obviously, yeah, we shouldn't be running too much. But having him as a change of pace, as you say, but running him a little bit more, a little bit more than they might expect him to do, I, th- I think I think I think it does add something, and and the proof is in the pudding. If if you look at the Lions game, all right, take the de- defense out of it for a second. But offensively, if you look at the Lions game and you look at the Vikings game, we were throwing better in the Lions game and we were running better in the Lions game. And the only thing that really changed, uh, I mean, Cooper wasn't even on form in the Lions game. The only thing that really changed is we were running it more with, 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 with differences, so with different running backs, changing it up so the defences had more to focus on. The defences had more thought position to change um, and they had more to deal with. And I think that because we already have so many weapons I think adding that extra weapon it, it really is making a difference and, and I've noticed more in the games that we do use Pollard more it does seem to make a difference I just think it's because it gives defences more to question but I, that's, that's what I think anyway. I kind of agree with you but there's a big but um, so yeah you bring in Pollard in you're changing what the defence is expecting but with your point with the Vikings versus the Lions, the Lions had a massively banged up defensive line and Dak could have had a picnic and then thrown the ball. It was that that good. He could have sat down, had a cup of tea, had a dance and he could have picked someone out. It was, he had all the time in the world. I don't know if you noticed a little bit late on, but there was a time when Dak took a few steps back and such was his confidence in it Zeke was clear for 10 yards. Uh, he'd, he'd, he'd sort of clipped his guy. He'd gone out into, as, as a check down, and he was clear. It was empty. It was wide open. It was an easy first down. And Dak was like, why? I'm gonna have, I've got another 15 minutes in this pocket. I might as well wait until <laughs> Gallup gets open. And that was that was for the latter half of the game. That was pretty much it. He, he was he yeah, wasn't he wasn't pressured. And and if your offensive line can do that, and and Lyle Collins came off, and Cam Fleming did a good job after it. Not as good, but did an okay job after it. You, you're going to open them spots, and you're going to confuse that defense just by bringing in Pollard when you expect Zeke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. And what I'm thinking of right now is 
not a little jump ship real quick, but uh, just just an idea. So the Patriots always like to run like these uh, trick plays. You know, they pulled one off yesterday. We'll get into that one later, but I'm thinking that we need to come up with a trick play of ourselves. You know, what if like you know, we have got. Lo- what if, what it's if, a screen play to Austin. We've already had this conversation. That's no, no, our trick. No, here's, here's my. Here's what we should do. I'm thinking Tank Lawrence should go behind, replace Dak Prescott for a play. What? Dak comes out. Tank comes okay. in. Okay, I'm and, in. I'm in. And you know, everybody's like, "What the hell just happened?" Their defense is confused. Our offense is like, "What is happening?" And then literally. The ball gets snapped to Demarcus Lawrence, and what does he do? He just charges and starts punching people and knocking people out, and just start fighting everybody until everybody's <laughs> knocked down on the field, and the paramedics can sort him out. Then he goes and gets a touchdown. Okay. I would love to see that. I, I like your trip play, but I've got a better one that I think you're going to like more. <laughs> right. Why, why don't we just have him take people's helmets off and hit them with them? <laughs> <laughs> What a beautiful segue. Well done, One thing I noticed with, with that with that um that Cowboys game that I wanted to bring up, you've mentioned it yourself that the, the running back had our number. That running back I was surprised to see was Bo Scarborough. And Bo Scarborough was a seventh round pick last year, twenty eighteen, for the Cowboys. Yeah. And he was on yeah. our bench, and he was meant to be all right. And then all of a sudden, he fell away, and he went to the, and we had to wave him. And then we dropped him, and then the Lions picked him up. And um, and that was his first ever game in the NFL. His first ever touch, his first ever touchdown. He only did 55 yards, um, but that guy was 14 picks higher than Mister Irrelevant. So it shows how low the Lions had to go to get a running back that worked. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh I, man! I would I would also like to say that Darius Slay, as, apart from two gimmies that Dak threw at him for interceptions, had had an amazing game. He was just he just couldn't couldn't cope with all the people on the field. Yeah, I really like Darius Slay. I, I think he's a great player. And uh, I actually, Lions are one of those two teams I actually quite like. Quite like the Lions. I like watching them. I do watch them. They're one of those teams that they can turn up, be awful, and lose by eighty points. And, and another day, they mostly do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they win, they'll also turn up and beat the Pats by thirty points every now and then. They're just one of those teams <laughs> you can't really, you can't like. They're not a great team, but they can be great fun to watch. The only reason. I have any disdain against the Lions. I know this is quite random, especially being in the UK, but um, I've met about five Lions fans in the UK, and one of them I was quite happy to go for beer with again, and the others can all jump off a cliff as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so I think the, the only reason I'd have any bad feelings against the Lions is I found for some reason a lot of their fans in the UK are absolute arseholes. Um, <laughs> so if you are a UK Lions fan, I'm talking about you. Um. <laughs> I think, I think we're, we're, we're very systematically alienating every single other t- team's fans in this, no, 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 in this the, podcast. The, the, difference is, the difference is, though, I like watching the Lions play, all right? Some of the fans don't like, but I like the play. Apart from that, you know, it's just the Pats. We hate everything about the Pats. So, you know, that's just, that's just standard, really. Except, oh, except, and, when they and, played a lot, except when they played the Eagles. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was cheering the Pats on. Yeah, yeah, just for that actually. Yeah, that is true. Oh, that was, that was a funny one. That was a funny. One. So, so what do we say about the state of the Cowboys after that game? Are we confident? I'm hey. confident. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sold yet, but I feel that we will go to Foxborough and we will beat the Patriots. I think it will be a close game. I think it's going to be a Brett Maher 60-yard field goal that gets us the three-point win. And it's going to be 20-something seconds left, and that's going to be game. And I think that we'll go in there and win. And then after that happens, I'll be sold. And I don't think, and if that does happen, I feel we'll have so much momentum behind us that I don't think we'll lose any games unless we we sit out the last one against the Redskins if we don't need to play. See, I'm, I'm confident about playoffs. 
I'm I'm quietly confident that we will be in the playoffs, and I'm quietly confident that I think we will end up seeing one of those teams that beat us again, almost for sure, and possibly two of them. So we'll be seeing the Vikings again, or the Green Bay, or the Saints for sure. One of those, and we'll also be seeing the um, well, the Packers, the Vikings, or the Seahawks. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's a pretty good safe I, bet. I, I tell you what, once again, it's proof positive, absolute, without a shadow of a doubt, that this podcast is played within the Cowboys building. Because after yeah. what we said last week, Jason Garrett called a team meeting and decided to turn around and take ownership for all the errors last week. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. must have gone, ah, oh, shit, Billy, Ben, and Rob have called me on it again. Yeah. <laughs> We are. We do seem to have some weird kind of like inkling with predicting stuff, don't we? Um, and Jason, so Jason Garrett clearly has nothing else to do because he'll be sat there in his office twiddling his thumbs while all the coaches are out there coaching. And Garrett's like, "Jerry just told me to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> He's given me some crayons." And a colouring book. <laughs> and he's, he's strangely only given me orange ones. Um... <laughs> it's like it's like that South Park bit on Jesus' birthday where Jesus is just sat in a room by himself going, Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> there's, there's a moment where you can see, like, like Garrett goes up to Dak and he's like, Dak, why are you throwing it like this? I want you to give it to Zeke and Zeke will run it straight into that defender. And then someone goes, no, no, someone's like Garrett out again. <laughs> nurse, <laughs> nurse. <laughs> And then suddenly Kellen Moore's foot just comes down out of nowhere and just fucking kicks him back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you are listening to this, to this Jason Garrett, well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the bigger man, bruv. You're the bigger man. <laughs> now right. let's talk about my one of my favorite topics, and that is terrible or dirtiest NFL players. I want to bring up Bill Romanowski, who's played for the Denver Broncos, the Oakland Raiders, and the 49ers, who's mm-hmm. one of the most dirty players in the NFL they has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Following him, I want to bring up, give a shout out to my friend, Namakin Sue. Keep oh, yeah, doing what dirty. you're doing and knocking people out. You're always a pleasure to watch, as yeah, long as you're not against the Cowboys. We love Sue, yeah. Don't forget Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, um, this yeah, guy's a little. This guy's. A, remember, remember one more. Adam Jones for the Bengals. Oh yeah, and, and the he's Cowboys. up there. He, he had a stint and with the us, Cowboys. Don't forget. <laughs> and now, why don't one of you two bring up the latest addition to the team, Alan Hernandez? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Oh, woo, 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 sorry. Oh, but anyway, back to where we were. There's, there's no other, there's no other player that's been as effective at being bad as Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> once, once again, that's all down to Bill Belichick's coaching. <laughs> the thing is, though, I disagree with that because Hernandez didn't get away with it. So let's talk about my boy OJ Simpson. <laughs> What do you mean he didn't get away with it? He destroyed destroyed his phone as well. Did Aaron Hernandez? He taught Brady how to do it when they were the NFL were asking for his phone. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so I trust uh, we're going on to the Miles Garrett. Whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad you interrupted me. Then actually, I was going to say a really bad take. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what's getting more traction here. Miles Garrett's helmet attack or Dak's dance moves. I don't know, but we're going to talk about I Miles think Garrett. I it's a bit of, bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely. <laughs> one's a serious I mean, assault and one's a serious <laughs> assault on the senses. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you really think about what Miles Garrett did, if he was walking down the sidewalk and hit somebody in the head with a football helmet, that would be assault. <laughs> it wouldn't be anything to... <laughs> 
laughable uh, actually. Yeah, at the same time, if you were walking down the street and Mason Rudolph walked up to you and grabbed you by your head and started twisting it like that when you're on the floor, it's just not many people seen it. You'd rip your his helmet off and hit him over the bloody head of it, wouldn't you? See <laughs> I'm kinda with Ben on this one by the sounds of things. I don't I think I don't I think Miles Garrett has been a bit of a pariah on this one. I think yeah, I, I do I do agree that it was massively uncalled for what he did, and you can't excuse the swinging of the helmet to someone. I think it was just one of those things he had it in his hand, and he was he was he yeah. was angry. Miles Garrett, he he, he's 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 famous within the league for a, a few late hits, but he's not <laughs> famous in the league for losing it. He's usually quite a stand-up guy. He's quite a, a, a cerebral guy. Um, so for him to have gone off like that, I think it was there must have been something. And to do it with it, to do it in a pointless eight-second, Browns have already won the game. It was just, it was a bit ridiculous. And uh, it wasn't until you see that replay of Rudolph um, literally grabbing his helmet and like he. And I don't know if you've ever had worn a helmet. Um, obviously, Robert has, but uh, my mate's got one. And we put it on, and when you grab the face mask, you can see why face mask is is a, is a real thing because you can you have full control of someone's neck. You could snap it in a second if you really wanted to. And the way Rudolph had him like round the side, didn't he? And he had him like, round the side, hands down, like smashing it. Of course, Garrett was pissed. Of course, Garrett tried to hit him. Um, I think the only, uh, but then obviously, you know, Garrett did lose his stuff at him. And whilst neither of those were the most violent offenders, I can't remember his name. Um, most, no, that, what, was, what was that guy, Okanaru or something, uh, was it? Like Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi, right. Ogun, so, Ogunjobi came in and just pushed him down, Ogunjobi, didn't he? Whilst he was by far, in my opinion, the most violent and aggressive of them all, he's the only one that I don't have a problem with him. Um, because that was the classic T.O. moment, that's my quarterback and whilst he definitely definitely went a little bit over the top I kind of got it, when he started punching his helmet with his bare hand and then stands up and starts kicking it That that was Pouncey for the Steelers that was Pouncey for the Steelers Ogan Joby got got, uh, suspended one game for coming in and pushing Mason Rudolph on the floor um, Pouncey got <laughs> Pouncey got suspended four games for for yeah pretty much turning into the rock. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was expecting I was expecting some elbow, elbow drops, you know, a, a bit of showmanship. But yeah, he I I I completely agree with Pouncey's. You know, he is Pouncey. trying to. He's just in. He's just in that helmet was. swing. And if you look at the camera angle that Pouncey had. He didn't have a camera angle. He was actually on the field. But if you look at the angle that Pouncey had, all he saw was a helmet come over and clip his quarterback. Yeah. He was, he was, yeah. he was in the right. Yeah, too right, too right, too right. And you know had- what else? It'd be just amazing to see. And it's too bad this hasn't happened yet because it would be pretty funny. Miles Garrett, when they when they play the Patriots next, if they if he gets a chance to, after. They win the game. He goes over and jackknife power bombs Bill Belichick. <laughs> As he's standing in his hoodie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not even Garrett. Can I just put a shout out there? If any NFL players listen to this and you would, you're playing against the Patriots and you would like to jackknife Belichick, you have our deepest. <laughs> Deepest and most loving support. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> why? Why are we? Why are we limiting this to to players? Anyone? If you're in the crowd, if you're at an NFL game, if you just see him walking down the street, yeah. you have our permission to jackknife, powerbomb, mm. Bill Belichick. You are. I you will, are the. There will be some legal stipulations coming up later at the end of the show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you are the lovely, lonely gardener of Bill Belichick's mansion. I will implore you to jackknife him when he comes home after a long day at work. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> can, you just, can you just imagine 
if Tony Romo was one of the announcers. And what is going on here? I have never seen this happen in football before. A player is running off the field to the opposing team's coach, and he picks them up, and what is happening? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is Tony Romo commentating. Tony Romo would predict it. I think he's about to jackknife him. Oh, he has <laughs> you, can, you can actually imagine Bill Belichick coming home. Uh, you wouldn't believe the day I had just going to the shops. I got jackknife powerbombed by eight people. And, and wife, why are you not wearing that Tom Brady mask like I told you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so yes, uh, right. Oh, you know what? Considering we're not even right, so we've mentioned the Pats so far, pretty much every step of the way of this podcast, and we're meant to be talking them about talking about them twice later on. Um, so, so <laughs> we're just warming up the hatred. Yeah, we're. <laughs> danger of becoming just a Pat's hate podcast, um, which we have a bit of support for, by the way, guys. I genuinely think we we might get more people listening. (laughs) Yeah, I genuinely think we might as well. Uh, Right, guys. A couple things to talk about then. Um, Seeing we've uh, been going on with the controversy, I think it's only right we move to uh, our boy, old Colin Kaepernick. Now, for those who are unaware, um, he was offered a tryout um, to come play uh, at the Falcon Stadium, and 25 teams had said that they would turn up and watch him. Um, and then half an hour before he was due to turn up, he basically sent information out that he was an hour's drive away at a college stadium, and he would be there if anybody would like to come and see him. And I believe 15, was it? of them went and saw, but the rest didn't bother. Um, and now, obviously, a lot of people are picking up saying, why is Cap doing this? He had a chance. He's messed up. Um, but there's also some other interesting news coming out we might go into in a minute. Um, also, few teams interested. Uh, the Cowboys interested as well. Obviously, not looking at a replacement for Dak, but looking for backup. few people looking for uh, starting QBs. few people looking for backup QBs. Everybody knows that as much as Cap might get hate, if he is wearing your jersey, you're going to sell a lot of jerseys. So there's a, there's a lot of financial backing on this going, as well as his whether he can actually play football. Um, but uh, what we're saying, guys, Bill, what are you thinking? I think it's a farce. I think it's a farce on both sides. Uh-huh. I, I honestly don't know if Kaepernick is an NFL quarterback anymore. Uh, from all from what I hear, yes, yes, he is. Um, but to do what he did and move it was just just another media show of the for Colin Kaepernick. It was like he it was all it was all already organised. It, it wasn't even he had security there. It wasn't like he'd only just moved stuff. It was organised. Um, <clears throat> On the same side of, on the other side of things, uh, what's coming out is that the NFL wanted an absolutely closed door, so it would be up to them to distribute the the video footage that was their people filming. So I can also uh, I can also understand Colin Kaepernick's because they can edit it to make it look however they want to. So I'm I kind of understand it, but I just think I'm just tired of the whole roadshow. It's just. You've taken a very serious point, Colin Kaepernick, and you've turned it into a circus. And I, I think for that, yep, you'll be you'll be admired by some, you'll be hated by some, but the the more you drag it out, the more you make people weary of what you originally stood for. And right. it doesn't help that you've got that hair. Well, <laughs> well, well maybe, maybe. It will... Kaepernick was doing he saw that uh Circus Vargas was had an open act open edition and he and he maybe really thought it was a circus <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he showed up perhaps to make everybody laugh and do a little juggling who knows that would have been some form to talk about as well and you know it'd be exciting to see usually you're seeing lions tigers and bears well why not Colin Kaepernick 
<laughs> He's just as entertaining. Right. The thing I... is, it it to me, it didn't matter how good Colin Kaepernick was. All right, maybe someone's going to take a chance because people like the Burrs are absolutely screwed. Um, but no matter how good he is, who's going to want that roadshow? Who's going to want that knowing what he's going to be like? The and Miami it, Dolphins. No, they're not. No, the Miami Dolphins. Why would you tank so hard and then get someone in who we all believe is mediocre? He wasn't great when he was in <clears> the 49ers. <throat> he, was, he was good. He wasn't great. Why would he you? Was, he was great <laughs> when he got to the Super Bowl. <laughs> The end of a terrible season, they get him in. They've already fired the head coach. It's always going to shit. They're going to sell him a few extra jerseys. That's what that's what they do. And then at the end of the season, boo him off. I just think. It's... But also, while we're having this, I need to come in defence of Cap, man. I need to fight for Cap on this. Um, obviously, yeah. When I first heard about it, I was pretty annoyed. <coughs> pretty, um, but I've looked into it a little bit more. Um, and it's coming out that there were some NFL restrictions. Um, but basically, when playing at the Falcons, as well as being closed, he had to sign some waivers. Um, and with the waivers, it was to do with what we could talk about. But there was also apparently, okay, reported by MSN, so I'm not taking it as fact. I only read it an hour ago. Um, but basically, it was to do with because um, they he's taken the NFL to court once, um, and there's a possible case or something coming forward of him taking them again um, and in the contract that he would have been signing something to do with timings or something but basically it could have affected um, Colin Kaepernick having a second court case against them so that's why he didn't want to attend it that's what was reported by MSN I know MSN is like 1996 so I'm not saying they have any basic information but I had a quick scan of it and they seem to think there was a legal reason that Kaepernick <coughs> um, I it does kind of look that the NFL had nefarious means to it. They kind of thought, like, let's kind of shut this down, this whole story. But at the same time, let's make it shine for us rather than Kaepernick. But Definitely. It, Which it, it has. Which it has. It, but it, yeah, but it hasn't helped. I, to be honest, I, I read into it what they, pr- pr- what they planned for him. And they'd organized the wide receivers. They'd or- organized Hugh Jackson as the coach for the whole training thing. So I think Kaepernick just thought, well, I'm not even playing anyone and I'm pretty much guaranteed to lose because I've got Hugh Jackson as my coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you. What a legend. Um, <laughs> I wish he'd come and manage the Eagles. Uh, right. <laughs> few, few things to talk about around the NFL. Before we move on, um, should we start with the Vikings game? I think, Rob, I think you've got a few opinions on this, haven't you, mate? Oh, yeah. The the Vikings, well, the first half, they didn't look like anything we played. They looked like a high school team that didn't want to be there. Nobody showed up. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall during the halftime conversation from Zimmer. <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know what he said or if he was out there just beating ass with a with the bat lecturing people but they came out the second half and uh turned up and uh I was a little disappointed that they won because of how they performed in the beginning and uh me being in Minnesota I get a lot of shit every time the Cowboys lose. So I was uh, looking forward to addressing all the haters of the Cowboys in Minnesota about, wow, you guys got beat by Denver. 23 <laughs> nothing, huh? How's it feel? <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I think Kirk had three touchdowns. I believe it was Stefan Diggs, and I don't know the other two. And uh, I think Cooks had a touchdown. But... Uh, they only won. Broncos messed up though, but I mean the Broncos awful. Yeah, I don't know. I was cool. hoping that uh, they would have, you know, got the shit kicked out of them and all wells ends well. But uh, they somehow pulled a a cat out of their ass. 
it, it would have worked well for our playoff hopes as well. It would have, um, you know, if, if if they lose, they're set for a wild card probably. So if if God forbid the we struggle with the Eagles, we might need that wild card place, and we could do with Minnesota not being there. Yeah, yeah. No, when you brought great. up the wild card, <clears throat> do you, are you guys aware that the Eagles lost to the Lions? So we have a tiebreaker edge right there as well. It's the third overall tiebreaking thing. Similar opponents, wins and losses. So I know that we have beat the Lions and they and the Eagles did not. We right. both lost to the Vikings and other similar teams, but that could be the determining factor if it goes to a third round tiebreaking. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and we're gonna beat the Patriots. So you know that Yeah, it won't get there. Oh, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, well, speaking of which, then, guys, um, Eagles Patriots. They played. Um, Patriots won, but only by seven points. Um, it was fairly defensive. What are we saying, guys? What are we saying? Well, this took me back to uh, to the Super Bowl, and and everyone, every journalist, did the same. And you, you, at this stage in the in the league, you don't know who you want to win because we hate the Patriots. We all hate the Patriots, but we also hate mm-hmm. the Eagles. And the Eagles losing yeah. helps us a bit better than the Patriots yeah. losing. But we want the Patriots to lose as well. And yeah. when when this when there was the Super Bowl two years back, and it was Eagles Patriots, people were asking me, "Oh, who do you want to win? Who do you want to win? Who are you, who are you rooting for?" And I would basically use the analogy that it's like going into a restaurant and being given a, a choice between a piece of cat shit and a piece of dog shit, and you had to choose which one you wanted and try to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. So did you, yeah. so did you go out the cat shit? Um, no, cat shit's a little bit too too strong on the palate. Uh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, yeah. I eat cat shit over dog shit every no, day. Dogs, dog, dog, <laughs> it's nuttier. You think, it's, I like he did that. I like he did that. I described it as masturbating with sandpaper or a cactus. So like, I get you. <laughs> um, <laughs> thing is though, but you know what? Actually, this is a conversation we should have. It back in the Super Bowl when it actually came down for it. Who did you cheer on Eagles. in the last five, in the last five minutes? Eagles. You cheered on Eagles. Eagles. Who did you cheer on the last five minutes? Patriots. I wanted well, Patriots the whole way because I had bets going. Well, I, I'm I, as much as I hate to say this as a Cowboys fan, I'm with Bill. I, I cheered on the Eagles. I, I couldn't stand um, the thought of the Patriots having another Super Bowl. When the Eagles yeah. have only got one, it's not like they're catching us up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And when, um, <laughs> when Brady fucked up trying to catch the ball that, after Fold done it, that was one of the best ones. And it kind of helps as well because I was, I was watching it with my friends and um, one of my mates is a Patriots fan and he is the most smug arsehole on the planet. And his face when Brady dropped that ball. Um, there's, I mean, sometimes if I'm struggling to get hard, I think about it. Do you know what I mean? Um, right, Eagles. What are we saying then, boys? So- uh, Eagles, Pats. So one of the things that that stood out to me in this game, um, looking at the stats of it, is that the at this in the in the second half, apart from the first drive that the Patriots had that scored the winning touchdown. So bear in mind the winning touchdown was scored at the very start of the first half, right? Mm-hmm. The Eagles and Patriots went punt, 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 punt. Punt, turnover and down, punt, end of games. That that was that was it. And and every single play, the Eagles punt was three and out. Then the Patriots went three and out. Then the Eagles went five and out. Then the Patriots went three and out again. Eagles went three and out. Patriots yeah. went four and out. And you just look at this and you think, we've got to play this next week. And they yeah. couldn't they couldn't string together <laughs> four plays to get a first down in a, an entire half almost, <clears throat> and it it was it was good because we'd just watched the Lions win, and you kind of you've just had that Lions win, and then next minute you're looking at. 
Tom Brady look like he doesn't know how to play football anymore and rely on Julian Edelman to score a touchdown. <coughs> and the Eagles, you're looking at Carson Wentz playing like everyone thinks Dak Prescott plays. <coughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, for oh, sure. Dak Prescott playing like how everyone thinks Carson Wentz plays. Yeah. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Oh, In, incidentally, the, 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 the Carson... thing is, if, if Lamar Jackson wasn't having the season that he's having, oh, I think that Prescott would be on the tip of most people's tongues right now. So, so in that game, Brady and Carson Wentz, if you combine their quarterback rating, right, it doesn't even get anywhere near Dak Prescott's for the Lions game. Yes, love that. That is that might be the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, they 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 total together. 70 points QBR, whereas Dak was at 82.1. That's ridiculous. Oh, I love that. Against the Patriots, they're going to come hungry. They're going to come eating. They're going to try and smash Brady to the floor. Uh, well, I'll say that, unless obviously, as we talked earlier in the season about being scared of hitting quarterbacks, there's one quarterback people are scared to hit it is Tom Brady. But also, if there's one quarterback that you should hit, it's Tom Brady. And um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, predictions, boys. What we're saying? I think we do all right. I think it's a close game, but I think we can outscore them. Um, Remember last week you said this was our one loss. You said this was our one yeah, loss. Yeah, well, I'm changing week. my mind. I'm changing my mind <laughs> after watching what I'm playing. I've, after watching, I can I can only I can only say what I have in front of me, and looking at looking at Brady. And looking at their defense, I think that our offense can break their defense better than that weak offense can break our defense. Oh, oh, weak offense. Say that again. Oh, that is filthy talk, sir. It's a weak offense. It's horrendous. (laughs) Okay, so, so you're saying the Cowboys win then? I'm saying the Cowboys win. I'm not saying emphatically, but I think it'll be. I think it'll be. I, I ten points. Ten points. Ten points. Well, and Robert, I, you I, said earlier that you thought it would be a field goal difference. Are you saying that we win by three points? I'm saying that we win by three points. That's what I'm going with. Oh, and it's going to be Brett Maher coming through, just like he needs to when he needs to do it, and it will be the talk of the whole season. Well, Brett Maher got us to the Super Bowl. You know what? The Pats beating the Eagles by seven points. Us having a... T- <laughs> Sorry, that's wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, right, anybody listening will not know what's going on there. So for the last 20 minutes, Robert's been trying to distract us on the video chat. And he's finally got us with a cat. <laughs> His Christmas jumper that has flashing light. Oh, sorry. Right, anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, with you, absolute Belshine. Um, with the whole um, Eagles thing, right, and them losing by seven points, we're now playing the Pats. Our defence is going to turn up. If Dak, Gallup, Dak and Coop keep doing what they're doing, Zeke runs, Holland gets a fair share, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go for the perfect prediction that we could have as a podcast over the last few games. I'm going to say we do the Patriots by 24 points. Boom. Boom. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not. That's excessive. But if it does happen, if it does happen, not only will we be the most happiest we've ever been, the next week's podcast will start with me saying, fuck the Patriots. How about them Cowboys? I love that, it. That is where we fucking are, lads. I tell you what, I tell you what, I'm going to do you a deal here, Ben. Oh. If we win, you get to say that. If we win oh. by 24 points, we'll get Dave, the Pats fan, on the show to actually say, fuck the Pats, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one better. I'm not entirely sure if that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I don't think, I don't think. However, I don't know, because he's got his own podcast. We can maybe make a deal if it happens the other way around, one of us repays the favour. Maybe. 
Yeah, mm. agreed. But then that doesn't involve <laughs> us saying, fuck the Pats, how about them Patriots? And I can't believe I just said it then, let alone seriously. Um, <laughs> oh, so, right. Anyway, guys, wonderful podcast. I'm just going to go throw up. Um, <laughs> same time as always next week on the Facebook UK Cowboys podcast, on the, uh, on the Twitter at 10 Cowboys. Um, any last points from anyone? Or are we all good to go? I, I think I got to say one more thing. It's, it's going to be um, next week's going to be big. Real big. It's going to be so big. It's going to be beyond any of the Patriots' minds. The whole NFL is going to explode. Stephen A. is going to lose his shit. Oh, I'll pray for that. Chris, pray for that. Chris Carter isn't going to know what happened. And uh, Skip Bayless will probably have a heart attack. Well, he is of that age, isn't he? Um... <laughs> 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 Any last points before we sign off, Bill? No, I just want to reiterate the whole uh, jackknife powerbomb on Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> just in case oh. anyone forgets if they see him. <laughs> should, we, should, we, uh, should, should we have that as the name of the podcast? Jackknife yes. Belichick. <laughs> yeah. right. Yes. yes. Jackknife Belichick. Right, thanks for listening, guys. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Tell us your opinions. Tell us what you think is right, what's wrong. Um, or just tell us to shut the fuck up. It's been a pleasure. Peace out. Bye-bye. <laughs>